Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? For today's video, I'm gonna be going through my top 15 tight end rankings. The last three days I've put out my running back, wide receiver, and quarterback rankings. So now it's time to talk about the tight ends. And before I get into the rankings, I just wanna kinda of go over my general philosophy with tight ends. So when I'm drafting a tight end, I'm really looking for guys that I think have upside because you know, if you're picking the 10th tight end off the board, I don't want them to finish as tight end 10 because when you look at how tight ends finish, your guys from tight end eight to like tight end 18 are all gonna finish so close together in points per game. So when I'm taking a shot on a guy, I wanna make sure that he at least has a path to having some high upside. And you know, it may not work out, but I at least wanna have that chance because there's always gonna be a guy on the waiver wire that's averaging, you know, 0.5 points per game less than all the other tight ends that are owned. So it's really not that big of a drop off. But let's get started here at number 15. And I actually have two guys kind of sharing this number 15 spot, and it's gonna be Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. And I obviously have them combined because they're both on the Patriots. I just think we don't really know what's gonna happen with this Patriots offense. I actually really like Cam Newton for fantasy this year for as long as he's gonna be the starter. It could definitely be the entire season if he plays well. But if he is the starter, I definitely like their offensive weapons less because he does like to run the ball a lot. I don't think he's as good of a passer as Mac Jones. And he also takes a lot of those red zone carries and touchdowns. You saw even last year with the running backs, they struggled to get into the end zone because when they were on the goal line, it was all Cam Newton. And so we just don't know like who's going to be the top dog in this offense. But they did sign Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry to pretty solid contracts. So they're definitely going to be heavily involved. I just don't think we know exactly, you know, how each is going to be utilized. The way I'm looking at it is that I think Hunter Henry is going to be used more as the volume receiver. You know, he's the guy who's going to get six, seven targets a game, you know, maybe put up 40 yards and you hope he gets a touchdown. And then I think Jonu Smith is more of the riskier play, but as a higher ceiling. We saw that he had that touchdown upside last year with the Titans. So I think that's kind of the distinct difference between the two. And so it really just depends on what kind of player you value. I would probably lean towards Johnny Smith because I was talking about how it's important to, you know, have a tight end that you think could potentially, you know, overachieve and finish, you know, as a mid-tier tight end one. But that's just my opinion. You could really go either way with these guys. Next up, I have Irv Smith at number 14. And Irv Smith has a opportunity to come into this Vikings offense and, you know, make a much bigger impact than he has in years past. The Vikings let Kyle Rudolph walk in free agency. So now Irv Smith steps right in to that tight end one role. This is obviously going to be a pretty solid offense. Great rushing game with Dalvin Cook. And Kirk Cousins is a guy who pretty consistently throws for around 4,000 yards. You do have Jefferson and Thielen as the clear one and two targets in that offense. But I do think Irv Smith could come in and carve out a little bit of a role for himself. And so Irv Smith does have some potential this year. The issue with him is that we haven't seen him, you know, execute well. He hasn't been a fantasy relevant tight end in years past, but he does have that ceiling because we haven't seen it. You know, we haven't seen him be that tight end one. So we really just have to wait and see. And I know a lot of people like him as a late round tight end pick, and I'm totally fine with him going there. Next up at tight end 13, I have Gerald Everett, and I kind of connect him back to what I talked about with having a high ceiling. I think Gerald Everett Definitely has a high ceiling in terms of a tight end. He's going to this explosive Seattle Seahawks offense. And we have seen Russell Wilson use his tight ends, you know, successfully 
We saw, I think it was a year ago, with Will Disley before he got injured. He was putting together a pretty solid season. And so Gerald Everett definitely has the opportunity to step into this offense and take over that number three target role behind DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And so he definitely falls into the category of a guy who could have a breakout season this year, explosive offense. He's a great athlete, and we haven't seen him operate as the clear tight end one. So that's why I have him here at tight end 13. Now at number 12, I have Noah Fant, and I've seen him ranked a lot higher on most other people's rankings and I just don't really understand it. He's put together a solid rookie and sophomore season, but neither of them, you know, have propelled him up into a like solid tight end one. He's always a guy who's been on that like fringe, you know, from tight end 10 to like tight end 18, where they really don't provide a ton of value in your lineup. And so I don't want to be spending a mid-round pick on Noah Fant. And this year, the Broncos still do not have the quarterback situation figured out. And so if he wasn't able to succeed last year, where he was only playing behind Judy, you know, in terms of weapons. Now that Cortland Sutton is back, I just don't really see how he's going to get enough of a target share and just be involved enough to, you know, produce at a mid-tier tight end one level. So I think that's why I'm a little bit lower than consensus on Noah Fant here. All right, now I have Robert Tanyan at tight end 11. And I mean, I basically have given this speech for every Packers player that I've talked about. If Aaron Rodgers comes back, Tanyan definitely skyrockets up this list. He's probably somewhere from like the seven to nine range of tight ends if Rodgers returns. Because if A-Rod is in that lineup, he just has so much more touchdown upside than he would have if it's Jordan Love. And Tanyan really produced with those touchdowns. He had a solid amount of targets and receiving yards, but he really separated himself from the pack with how many times he got into the end zone. And so like I've talked about with A-Rod, Aaron Jones, and Devontae Adams. We really just have to wait and see what happens with Rodgers this offseason, and then I'll readjust and re-rank him accordingly. At number 10, I've got Mike Gusecki from the Miami Dolphins, and he honestly turned in a pretty solid year in 2020, and he actually performed better towards the end of the season when he had Tua under center, and so that gives me a little bit of confidence with him going into 2021. I don't really love his ceiling just because you do have a ton of other weapons there. You now have Jalen Waddell, Will Fuller, and then you still have Devontae Parker there. So I don't think he's going to have the same target share that he had in 2020. But you know, he does have some chemistry with Tua. He kind of matches up with Tua in the sense that he's more of an underneath tight end. He's not a guy that's going to burn you down the field. So I think he's more of a safe pick, you know, than a ceiling play here at my number 10 spot, but I think it's a fair spot to have him. Moving on to Tyler Higby, who I have ranked as my tight end nine. And this is where that ceiling I talked about really comes into play because we have not seen Tyler Higby perform, you know, as a tight end one. He's always been one of those guys that's kind of hanging around on the waiver wire, but he has a huge ceiling this year compared to years past. Gerald Everett now with the Seahawks, so he doesn't have to compete with him at the tight end position. He is now lined up to be the tight end one on that team. And you have Matthew Stafford coming in. So Higby could really have his major breakout this season. And we've seen Matthew Stafford feed Hawkinson the last two years. So we know that Stafford is comfortable utilizing his tight ends. And so Higby, even though he doesn't have that track record of being a fantasy tight end one, he definitely has that potential that I talked about early on. And that's definitely what I'm going to be targeting at the tight end position. And so Higby falls into that category perfectly. Next up at tight end eight, I have Logan Thomas. And he's actually a guy that I've started to get more and more excited about 
going into 2021, but I think he's going to be scoring his points in a totally different way from 2020 because last year we saw him kind of score basically entirely on volume. He was one of like the check down guys that Alex Smith would go to. He would just be peppering Logan Thomas and JD McKissick with targets. And so I don't think it's going to be the same this year because now you have Fitzpatrick under center. He's going to be chucking it to McLaurin, to Curtis Samuel, Deami Brown, all those guys. But I think Logan Thomas can get in on that game as well. He's also going to have some more red zone opportunities. He is a huge tight end, so he can definitely thrive, you know, on the goal line, getting that work. If you look at basically every fantasy football tight end that has performed really well, they're great athletes. Travis Kelsey, Rob Gronkowski, George Kittle, Darren Waller, they're all just special athletes. And Logan Thomas definitely has that in him. And people forget that he actually transitioned from quarterback. So he hasn't even been like a tight end his entire life. So I honestly think he's still just improving and, you know, learning more and more about how to be an NFL tight end. And so hopefully he can take another jump this year, which is why I have him at number eight. Now moving on to Dallas Goddard, who I have ranked as my tight end seven. I think Goddard has a really solid chance to break out this year. There's just been a lot of change in this Philadelphia Eagles offense. Carson Wentz is no longer there. And really the biggest thing for Goddard is that Ertz is likely not going to be on the team. They still haven't traded him yet, but I think, you know, the writing's on the wall that he does not want to come back there. They're going to either probably have to cut him or trade him. If they somehow keep him and Ertz is playing, then Goddard will definitely fall down this list, but I just don't see it happening. And if Goddard can come into the season as the tight end one, he definitely has a ton of potential. This Philadelphia Eagles offense still does not have a lot of targets. You've got Devontae Smith coming in, who's probably going to be the wide receiver one from day one. We didn't see a ton out of Jalen Rager. He did deal with injuries, but you know we still didn't see much. And so Dallas Goddard really has a solid opportunity to come in and be the number two or number three target on this Philadelphia Eagles team. And he did play with Jalen Hurts last year, so he does have some of the chemistry there. And so Dallas Goddard, if Ertz is gone, has a nice chance to finish as a mid-tier tight end one. All right, now we are at tight end six. And before I talk about my number six tight end, I think we're kind of entering this tier two of tight ends. So, you know, a lot of people think we have that tier one with Kelsey, Waller, Kittle, and I agree with that. But I also think there's a pretty distinct second tier, and that includes Kyle Pitts, TJ Hawkinson, and Mark Andrews. And so I just want to say that I have... Pitts, Hawkinson, and Andrews ranked super close together. So, you know, they're going to be six, five, and four. But in terms of my overall rankings, they're super close together. And really, I think you can favor either of these guys. It really just depends on what you're looking for at your spot. And so at number six, I do have Mark Andrews. And I think he's probably the safest pick in terms of these second tier tight ends. We've seen him perform pretty well two years in a row with the Ravens. He took a little bit of a step back last year but that was kind of consistent with Lamar Jackson also taking a step back in the passing game. So it was kind of expected if your quarterback struggles, the weapons are likely going to struggle as well. But I think Mark Andrews has a solid opportunity to step into this offense in 2021, which I think is going to be a little bit more pass focused. We saw them draft Rashad Bateman, and that's honestly a blessing and a curse for Mark Andrews because he may not be seeing the same target share that he did, you know, when he was the basically number one target or number two behind Marquise Brown. But I do think the offense as a whole is going to be a little bit more pass oriented, which would definitely help him out. We know he's a great red zone threat. And so I do like him here at the number six slot. I just think he's probably the safest guy, 
but I just don't know how much of a ceiling he has compared to what we've already seen from him. Up next, I have TJ Hawkinson at my tight end number five, and I think he's a pretty solid combination of risk and safety at this spot. So he definitely has some risk in the sense that this offense is probably just going to be terrible. You've got Jared Goff there, no more Matthew Stafford, and he doesn't have any weapons around him. And so we haven't really seen him play, you know, in this exact situation, but he does have some safety in the sense that we've seen him perform last year as a solid fantasy tight end. He was a tight end one. And so I do think his floor is a little bit lower than Mark Andrews, but I also think his ceiling is pretty significantly higher because he could be an absolute target machine on this team. He doesn't even need to score a ton of touchdowns. I mean, if he's getting like eight targets a game, he can turn that into, you know, six for 60. That's already a pretty solid game for a tight end. And then, you know, maybe he scores eight touchdowns on the season. He is great in the red zone. So that's always a possibility. And he can turn in a really nice fantasy season for you. And now my favorite guy out of the second tier of tight ends, it's got to be Kyle Pitts. And he definitely has the lowest floor out of these guys, but definitely just has the highest ceiling by far. And that's what I like when I'm looking at tight ends, because I really think he has the potential, you know, if he puts together a solid year this year to jump into that tier one category of tight ends. And the way he's going to do it is by stepping into this Arthur Smith led Falcons offense. He loves to utilize his tight ends. We saw that with Johnu Smith. And honestly, last year in this Falcons offense, even though it wasn't Arthur Smith, Hayden Hurst had a pretty solid season, and I think we can all agree that Kyle Pitts is a much better weapon than Hayden Hurst. I like Hurst as a player, but I mean, Pitts is just another level, one of the best tight end prospects we've ever seen. And so I really think he's going to step into this year as the number two weapon. Now that Julio Jones is not on this team, I think they're going to use him creatively. And I know tight ends have struggled historically as rookies, but I think Kyle Pitts is different because he can basically also operate as a receiver. You know, if he's struggling with blocking or something like that, the Falcons can easily just push him outside and say, hey, you're now a wide receiver. And I don't think you would lose that tight end designation because he would definitely still take some snaps on the line. But so Pitts is definitely my favorite in the second tier of tight ends. But I really can't argue with you choosing Andrews or Hawkinson over him. Just to overview these three guys, I think Pitts is the guy who has the highest ceiling but is definitely the riskiest just because we literally haven't seen him play an NFL season yet. And so I do think it can be unnerving to be spending what's probably going to be like a sixth round pick on him when you could be adding, you know, maybe your third wide receiver, your third running back, but it's just a risk reward that, you know, everyone's going to have to determine for themselves. And then TJ Hawkinson has some aspects of safety, but also has a chance to, you know, be a really big boom player this year if he can carve out a huge workload in this Lions offense. And then Mark Andrews, I think, is the safest option. You know exactly what his role is going to be with this Ravens offense. He's great in the red zone. I just don't think he has the opportunity to, you know, gain on that role that he had from 2019. And so that's why I have them ranked as Mark Andrews at six, TJ Hawkinson at five, Pitts at four. But I really can't argue if you, you know, switch those guys up a little bit. All right, now we are breaking into the tier one tight ends. It's going to be Kelsey, Waller, and Kittle. And at the number three spot, I have George Kittle. I absolutely love George Kittle as a player. I think he has a claim to being the best overall tight end in the NFL, but I do think he has to come in as tight end three in terms of fantasy. And it's just because he does have some guys competing with targets. You've got Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, both capable wide receivers. 
You also just don't know exactly what's going to happen with this 49ers offense. We think it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. Does Trey Lance potentially get in there? If it is Lance, I think that definitely decreases Kittle's value because Lance is definitely going to tuck it and run more than Garoppolo does. But, you know, we're kind of just nitpicking here because he's still a guy that's going to be a borderline second round pick. And so I definitely like him, just not quite as much as I like Waller and Kelsey. I have Darren Waller coming in as my number two tight end. And I think kind of like the biggest pro for Darren Waller is that he really is just the clear number one target on this Raiders offense. They just haven't really done a great job surrounding Derek Carr with capable NFL wide receivers. You know, you've got Henry Ruggs, Byron Edwards, John Brown, but you know, none of those guys even come close to how talented Darren Waller is. And so, you know, he's definitely going to receive the biggest target share by far on that roster. So that is why I like Darren Waller just a little bit more than George Kittle for 2021. All right, to wrap up the tight end rankings at number one, I think this is probably the most consensus ranking in all of fantasy football. I don't think I've seen one set of rankings that does not have Travis Kelsey at number one. And I mean, it totally makes sense. He's been dominant for fantasy football for a long time. And I mean, he really just exploded last year, put up an insane season. He provided an absolutely absurd positional advantage. If you had Travis Kelsey in your starting lineup, there was a good chance he was projected to outscore your opponent's tight end by like at least seven points. And that is just a huge advantage. It's something you don't have to worry about. You know, you don't have to check every week to see if a guy's on the waiver wire. You know, you don't have to go and try to pick up those fringe tight ends who you're hoping are going to score a touchdown for you. You just set him in your lineup for the entire year. He's only missed two games his entire career. And so Travis Kelsey easily locked in as the tight end one attached to Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in the NFL, most explosive offense. I mean, I could go on and on, but he's locked in here at number one. All right, that is going to wrap up my tight end rankings. Thank you guys for stopping by and watching and listening. All I ask is that if you enjoyed the content, please make sure you leave a like and subscribe to the channel. That would really help me out a lot. And then also, if you want, let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. Let me know if you think guys are too high, too low, or ranked just right. Let me know your reasoning, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Once again, thank you guys. Stay tuned for my overall rankings, which I'm going to be putting out tomorrow. But that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much, and see you guys tomorrow.